0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Ring Dish with your wedding planning besties, Mary and Angela. Our last episode was just me, Angela, but this time Mary is back with me. We are so excited about our topic today. Let's be honest, it's pet peeves. And while we are loving this opportunity to vent about some of the pet peeves that come up on wedding days, we are also big believers in not complaining without also offering a solution. So we're also going to teach you how to avoid these things coming up on your wedding day. First First Go to the show notes, click on the link. You can hire us to plan your wedding, coordinate your wedding, or put together your professional wedding planning timeline from literally anywhere in the world through this cool thing called the internet. It has become our best friend since the C word. (laughs) I mean, COVID and, uh, you know, it helps us just reach so many, reach and help so many more couples. One of the reasons we love our jobs so much is the feedback that we get from every single one of our clients. And it is our job to make your wedding planning process a breeze. There's also a free link in the show notes just to meet us and to chat about what we can do to help you with your wedding day because all of our packages are completely customizable. So if you've been wanting to meet us for a while now, and if you have questions about your wedding day, click that link in the show notes and stop putting it off. Do it now. Okay, Mary, I'm so glad you're back. Let's dive in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so today's episode, we are talking about pet peeves, but more specifically, our pet peeves that are related to your guests and family members. We're (laughs) going to kind of work our way through the day uh, with our, I guess, our top three wedding guests and family member pet peeves. And the first one is guests showing up excessively early. So what do I mean by excessively early? I mean more than 45 minutes early to the ceremony just for the sole reason to come in and try to say hi to the bride or the groom prior to the ceremony. This is an issue because time is of the essence at least one hour prior to the ceremony because we are normally finishing up photos, and getting the ceremony area set
0: i don't understand why they arrive so early like even 30 minutes is honestly too early like i'm glad that they're not late but what do they expect is going to happen when they walk in on a wedding day that like the bride is going to be standing there like oh it's so good to see you let's catch up for 20 minutes before i walk down the aisle absolutely not and also what drives me nuts is that like some of our clients are very specific about I don't want to be seen in my dress before I walk down the aisle. And I don't want the reception area to be seen before the reception. So like, how are we supposed to keep those things from happening? If these people are insisting on arriving an hour early. Yes.
1: Thank you, Angela. You said that with like the gusto that I wanted, but also the professionability that I wanted. Uh, And I I don't think I could have been uh, so graceful in saying that. Uh, so, So the way that we circumvent, is that the word I'm looking for? The way we circumvent issues when this happens is we always plan on tucking away the bride and groom at least 30 minutes before the wedding especially if there are only one set of restrooms on property, which those are usually in the reception area. And that is usually where we happen to be taking the last bit of photos.
0: Yeah. We need to take that up with some of these venue designers too. Oh my
1: gosh. It's the worst. Like just put a powder bathroom, a single restroom or, you know, out near the ceremony or have outdoor entrances into the bathroom Like, that's all we ask. Yep. Another way that we keep guests from interrupting that last hour prior to the ceremony is we will keep guests out or away from certain areas. And we do this by using the venue attendants assistance and either locking doors or having them posted at certain areas we do this by using family members or groomsmen or ushers to ensure guests aren't wandering into areas that we don't want them in prior to the ceremony
0: yes exactly so there's your solution what's kind of crazy is that you might not even know who you have to worry about showing up super early so just make it super clear with your planner, your coordinator or your venue attendant or all of the above when you don't want to be seen in your dress before the ceremony and if you want to make sure that people do not come into the reception space or into your space before the wedding. Caveat to that, even if you don't really care, do your planner a favor and have this conversation anyway because your planner like Mary said is going to have lots to do in that final time before the ceremony and having fewer I was going to say fewer unnecessary people. They're not unnecessary people, but they're unnecessary for the task at hand. So having fewer people that are not part of the wedding in the space will make everything go much more smoothly. Yes. On to pet peeve number two. And there's kind of a theme here. Let's see if you can pick up what it is. Almost every wedding, there will be guests that want to grab the bride and groom and chat immediately after the ceremony while we are trying to get family photos taken. So if you're unfamiliar with the flow of a wedding day, most often family photos and extended family photos are taken after the ceremony, especially if you don't do a first look. Even if you do a first look, you get photos, you can get photos with your immediate family before the ceremony, but after the ceremony is when you have your photos with like your great grandma and everybody under that umbrella. So sometimes people think that that is a good time to talk to you. This is frustrating for your photographer because it really slows down family photos, which let's be honest, family photos can be like herding cats anyway. And so it just adds an entire level of complexity to the situation. So here's how to avoid having people try to chat with you and your family members while you're trying to get family photos knocked out. So after you two are married and after you walk back up the aisle, while everybody is still seated, you're going to have your officiant announce that Family should stay seated for photos and that everyone else is invited to the other location that contains the bar and the snacks. People are super excited for cocktails and appetizers always, and that should help clear out the space. Make sure they say, family, please stay seated for photos first, because sometimes people hear cocktails and take off running.
1: Yes, always start with family and then move to cocktails.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. then that is also what your planner and photographer will say to people who are still lingering. Kind things like, we'd love to invite you to the reception hall for cocktails or appetizers are being served on the patio and that helps usher those people out. We do need to enlist the photographer's help on these kinds of things, but some of them are two things. Too busy taking actual photos. Hey, look at that. But also some of them are too nice to yell at people. And so that becomes your planner or coordinator's job You can also enlist the help of the venue attendant if you have one. Then from the bottom of my heart, I'm going to ask you, we also need your help. Your planner needs your help too, and your new spouse's help. So when people do come up to you, you probably have the kindest heart in the world and you want to talk to them and you want to thank them for coming. Instead, tell them it's so great to see them and you can't wait to celebrate with them at the reception. It is so important to get those family photos knocked out, especially if you want to be Part of your cocktail hour in any way, Mary. What am I forgetting on that one?
1: I think you've covered it all with family photos. Um, like you said in the beginning, as soon as your guests, even your family, that's needed for photos, as soon as as soon as they hear cocktails and or appetizers are being served, that's where they want to go. People are food and drink motivated, <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: I guess that leads us into the final final pet peeve. Excellent segue. And it has to deal with alcohol on the day of your wedding. I feel like people, I hope y'all get this reference. I hope y'all have seen Super Troopers. I feel like when people hear wedding, they turn into Farva and they say, yeah, open bar. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, go get yourself a liter of cola and rent or stream Super Troopers, and then you'll just completely understand. But it doesn't happen often, but we do run into this where guests are more worried about enjoying their drinks from the bar than anything else during the day. And while it is a celebration, it is a celebration of you and your fiance. This is not a regular rage party in the backyard at your friend's house where you're playing beer pong and doing keg stands and drinking your Borgs. I think that's what the kids are calling it these days. What are
0: those? Uh, What does that mean? Okay.
1: I think I said it right. But so back in our day in college, we would go and people would mix up like a vat of things like jungle juice or rum punch or something like that. And it would be basically whatever alcohols and juices you had on hand. And it would all go into like the large water jugs with the spigots that you just push in and it flows out like the big yellow or orange Gatorade things. But now the new generation is improving upon that. And instead of Drinking from who knows if it's clean jug, they are all getting their own gallon water jugs. So, like your plastic, it looks like a milk jug, but you know, what the water comes in. Sure. And they're filling it with their own alcohol and whatever they want. So now they're carrying that around the parties. One, they know what they're drinking. Two, less chance of undesirable additives going in there because you have the lid on it. Uh, So the next, the next generation is just really improving on us. (laughs) However, I've digressed. That is not what your wedding is. I get it. We have couples that want a classy shit show. I am all for it. They want to party themselves. However, alcohol is not the point of the day.
0: Yeah, it's just like people have their priorities out of whack for your wedding. And it's not everybody. It's just these guests that are the ones that are like igniting this pet peeve in us. And although we don't really have like a solution for y'all, we do have some funny stories for y'all. Oh boy.
1: And for some reason, apparently they've all happened to me. Uh, Okay, I've got two stories for y'all. First one, this particular reception had two bars, one indoor bar, one outdoor bar. The outdoor bar was situated right next to the doors we were using for the grand entrance. So we were lining up the bride and groom and the bridal party right outside those doors. So essentially in the bar line to ensure that we had the grand entrance that we wanted we closed the outdoor bar. I told the people in line that they would be the last people to be served and then everybody else was going inside. I believe this particular guest came out after I made that announcement and she proceeds to look us up and down and say, you just come let me know when you reopen this bar because I've been waiting 30 minutes for a drink. And all I could say was, ma'am, there's an open bar inside. You can still go grab a cocktail there. We're just shutting this one down so we can move on with the evening.
0: Like what? That's just a, that's just a person, like a miserable person. You know what I mean? Like she's, she is like that in every situation, every day of her life to everyone.
1: Yeah. I just, it was just like, and you get to a point after like that's happened a few times and you're like, Well, did I do something wrong here? But no. No, no, no. Yeah, because we oh go ahead. I want, but I just want to say I want to assure you guys we are working in your best interest the entire day. If something happens to happen that your guests don't like, but you're okay with, you guys can blame us.
0: Yep, enough said.
1: I ended that story with we are always working in your best interest to just let you know where we were at. In our mindset behind that situation. Now this next situation is to illustrate the actual power we have over other vendors, or I guess I should say the lack of power we have over other vendors, and this is why it's very important that you hire reputable vendors. At another wedding, a gentleman approaches me and says, are you the wedding coordinator? I said, I am, what can I help you with? And he said, I need you to go talk to the bartenders. They won't serve me. And I said, they won't serve you? So did they cut you off? And he said, well, I've been kind of messing with them all night and they won't serve me anymore. And I said, I am so sorry. However, I cannot make another company do something that they don't feel comfortable doing. In the state of Texas as somebody who serves alcohol you go through a training course and you receive a license to serve alcohol and therefore it is the liability of the person serving the alcohol and if you lose your server's alcohol permit you most likely will not be able to work as a bartender anywhere in the state of texas this gentleman and i are going back and forth and he's like well why can't you talk to them i said sir they are another company And I explained to him the whole license procedure and that they have the liability. And if they don't feel comfortable serving him, then that is their prerogative. And then he goes, who do you work for? And I said, sir, I am my own boss. I own my own company. And he goes, no, who hired you? And I told him the bride's name and he goes, exactly. Let's go talk to her. And I said, I don't think we should bring her into this because my answer will be the same. There is nothing I can do and I apologize. He, of course, was not super excited about that answer and walked away ranting and raving under his breath. After that, I talked with the security guard and he had already had his eyes on this gentleman, but we will never try to include you in conversations that you do not need to be included in when it comes to adding stress to your day.
0: Especially petty drama like that, where, you know, that's just your friendly reminder that if you need to enlist the help of your bartenders too, like your bartenders can cut people off. And also when they do cut people off, there's actually nothing anybody can do about it. So petty drama like that, we're not going to get you involved. It's our job to make sure that you don't know about those kinds of things that happen on your wedding day. We want you to be in your little bliss bubble and stay there. Well said. It was just ugh, ugh. It's like, who do you work for? Well, let's go get the bride so I can have another cocktail. Like, who do you think you are? And at that point, the reception was
1: well on its way. There was like an hour left.
0: Yeah. If that really. It was.
1: <laughs> and of course he goes and tells whoever he told and, um, I've received attitude from other guests the rest of the evening.
0: I mean, it's also hard because like he clearly wasn't in his right mind either. Like this was a couple hours in, he'd had plenty of drinks up until that point. And so like, we're always the sober one. We are always the sober one. And so sometimes having these conversations is really frustrating too, because if you've ever tried to be the sober person reasoning with the drunk person, it's almost like running uphill in sand.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Great job.
0: <laughs> I've just done that. And it's just so anti-productive. Um, Like literally running uphill in sand. Y'all on Friday, we are doing our last episode of February, where we read you questions from real brides out in the real world, really planning weddings this year and next year, and give our honest responses to them on this platform in like, This cool little setting where it's kind of like we're all sitting on couches together across from each other with like maybe a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And we get to give you the real advice and the real insight that either isn't appropriate to just reply in a Facebook comment to or it requires a little bit more explanation. So don't miss that on Friday. It will continue with our bar theme That's a little teaser for y'all. And we can't wait to see you next time on The Ring Dish with your wedding planning besties, Mary and Angela. Happy planning.